Greetings, and welcome to the 80 Level Roundtable Podcast. In each episode, host Kirill Tokarev invites video game industry leaders to talk about the world of game development. No topic is off limits as long as it relates to video game development. New episodes are in the works, so remember to follow us or subscribe and share with someone you know will also enjoy the podcast. Before we kind of start, could you guys give a little introduction about what you do? What's your role on the project? Uh, hello, everyone. Thank you, Kirill, for the introduction. Let, let me say a few things about the company, about myself. So uh, my games is a global gaming brand, and we have around 150 games in our portfolio, and about 80 of them is in active operation. Uh, we have about uh, 13 in-house development teams uh, releasing games for PC, consoles, and mobile devices. And also we invest in uh, uh, in third-party studios uh, that do games. Uh, I'm working on Skyforge and I'm project lead on the project. Uh, so, and I'll, I'll say a few things about uh, how we did porting Skyforge on, on Switch. Great, so uh, before we kind of go into that direction, um, why Nintendo Switch? So why did you guys choose this platform? It seems like uh, today a lot of companies are kind of developing games or rather porting games for that platform. If you go on Switch and you go into the store, there's like lists and lists of new projects added there. I'm wondering what is kind of like the interest there and why do such big companies as uh, my games trying to kind of work in that platform? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. First of all, uh, we saw a big growth for for Switch player base in recent years, like in uh, 2019, 2020, it was like a big growth for, for that platform, especially in the United States. So it's- do, do, uh, do you know like, sorry to interrupt, do you know like a percentage of how big the growth is? Is uh, it like 50 or more? Uh, I'm not sure right now. So uh, we gathered that information when we uh, discussed the port in the game. And right now I, I can't recall the accurate numbers. So it, it was a, uh, I remember it was a huge growth. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so it, uh, it was the big market and the, it we consider it, it can boost the our player base our audience uh, significantly and it uh, it's worth investing uh, to the porting the game but still it's a, a hard technical challenge because uh, uh, switch is uh, very uh, had a lot of, has a lot of resource constraints uh, uh, regarding comparing with the PlayStation and uh, Xbox in terms of um, in terms of technology, like from the from the point of view of the system itself and hardware, what is Nintendo Switch? Is it like a bigger smartphone? 
or is it a smaller PC? What is this from technological standpoint? Uh, well, if you put it that way, that uh, then we might compare it uh, with uh, it's more mobile device than uh, than a PC. So uh, it uh, it doesn't have a separate uh, video memory. It uh, it has uh, the uh, very very not very big amount of uh, of memory and uh, it, it is uh, focused on uh, battery consumption so it's uh, it should because it's a portable console it uh, it it is important uh, to so it can maintain for a, a little bit longer than a few hours of gameplay it's definitely closer to a smartphone, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. How do you guys kind of approach uh, porting of your games? Because, um, so uh, let, let me kind of elaborate a little bit. So both Warframe and Skyforge are very large uh, online projects, right? So there is a, they are large in terms of player base. They are large in terms of their graphical fidelity especially I think Warface, I mean, Skyforge as well, right? So there's a lot going on there. And uh, the space, the, the just general space of the worlds and the number of players, there's an online component there as well, which is also very important. So to me, it seems like a Herculean task to kind of go and bring this huge game to like a very small uh, portable system that you need to think not only about memory and graphical fidelity, but also about battery consumption. So can you maybe break down what were like the three main things or like five main things that you had to kind of think very hard about before you kind of start this project? Yeah, that's a good question. So the our goal uh, when we start uh, porting process was very ambitious. We wanted to achieve uh, th 30 FPS with uh, at a decent graphic quality, and it should be it should be stable, and it should uh, fit to resource constraints that uh, that are more restrict on on Switch. So the the problems were everywhere. So uh, when in early versions of the of the game. Uh, we we had like one of three cores of switch of the switch CPU uh, was completely engaged on sound processing, and uh, that is not good because even the render is not implemented yet, and we we need to do something with that, and we uh, changed the uh, the way the sound processing works, and. Uh, we get into another trouble because uh, the uh, size of game client uh, get a lot bigger. It was like nine gigabytes only for sound, and uh, that's that that's not good for for the portable console where you have only thirty two gigabytes. Uh, and it was a uh, it was tricky, but we managed to solve it. We, we decided when the 
game process is not that intense, you don't have uh, a lot of things going on, then we can use the uh, sound algorithm that uh, that engages the CPU, but it saves the the space on on the console, and it it, it worked okay. Uh, the next problem we we get into was the uh, the random access memory. So uh, the switch has a little bit more than three gigabytes, and that is uh, that's very little. Even for thirty-two bits uh, applications on the PC, uh, you can get more memory because there is separate video memory on the on the PC, and uh, it took uh, a lot of time and hard work to to make to make the game to fit in in those restrictions uh, on every game level in every situation to to keep it stable so it won't crash because uh, the memory is is out uh, and so the biggest challenge uh, was the optimization process because uh, we have uh, we optimized already the game about three times before the release on pc on ps4 on and xbox one and at some point we just ran out of creative ideas what what else we can do to keep it going faster and uh, keep it stable uh, so we we have to reduce some uh, some effects that made the picture more deep and uh, reduce the size of textures because uh, that was the only way. But uh, I should say that on the bright side, uh, we we improved the picture on the low settings on the PC, and that 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 was a pleasant. Uh, Surprise! Uh, I think uh, uh, I covered the uh, main challenges that we had. Okay, so you kind of touched a lot of the technical elements, but yeah, if we think if we think about it like from like a higher higher kind of position, we're in when you're not nitty gritty. So what are like the key things that you need to remember when you're doing the porting, like obviously like technical restrictions are super important, but maybe there are some elements of uh, gameplay that you need to tweak or maybe some of the mechanics that need to change. We see a lot of this with mobile ports on switch when they don't really change gameplay that much. And uh, it kind of, the game kind of suffers, right? So it's not really, fit for this even the controls they, it doesn't really matter yeah. for both. i think with uh, with your games it was a little bit different because you did a lot of the console ports before so you kind of knew how the game is going to perform or work on the you know on different consoles but if you you know if you would ju just to think about somebody who is just to start kind of porting their pc online which is also important online game to switch what are like the main points that you need to take into account when you're doing this, apart from like graphics and uh, yeah, 
uh, I see what you mean. So um, the main things you should take into the into account that uh, this is uh, the switch is portable console and uh, the internet or the power might uh, might be just uh, run, run out in the random. Uh, random point of time so and a random point of gameplay so you have uh, you should be ready for that and uh, you should to uh, make the the getting back to the game as smooth as, uh, as you can uh, so the the players won't experience so they want to have to start all over again if uh, something with the internet connection or the battery will go wrong at some point. Um, also, uh, we did uh, some uh, some restrictions for Skyforge uh, on Switch. Uh, is uh, how how, uh, how many players can be at the same time on the uh, certain instance of the of, of the map of the level of the game level. So uh, you have around uh, 50, 50 players on uh, on PC or on PlayStation, and uh, we reduced that amount to twenty five for Switch. So to to reduce the the traffic, to reduce the uh, the load on the system, uh, we did something like that. Also, we had to. Uh, turn off the massive p PvP uh, encounters in the game, like uh, where you you have like 30 people PvPing each other, so uh, that won't work, unfortunately, on, on Switch. So we, we had to turn it, turn it off. I kind of have another question um, related basically to, to the games and uh, overall of, of how um, economics work. In, in these kind of games. So if you take like Skyforge or Warface, um, first of all, is this like a cross-platform thing? So basically players on Switch fight with players on PC or are they playing in their own? Uh, no, the, uh, it is it is a separate se uh, server for, for the Switch. We have uh, different servers for all platforms. So no, unfortunately we don't have the cross-play and uh, on each platform, people like playing with each other. The 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 lack of crossplay is this because of uh, the technical challenges, or is it because of the more economical and licensing uh, challenges from the platform holders? Uh, well, uh, when we uh, implemented, uh, when we start porting Skyforge on PlayStation Four and Xbox, the uh, crossplay uh, wasn't possible at that point of time, so we didn't uh, put it in into the design. We didn't uh, make uh, uh, infrastructure for for, uh, for 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 that. So, uh, but when it is possible, I think it's wise to make the game with the crossplay. It uh, will be. Uh, it will be especially for online game. It will be uh, it 
will be better because uh, there will be more players on the server the the competition will will be more more intense and it will be more 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 fun in the end so uh i suggest it yeah do you see this change do you see that the companies are like Nintendo, I know that like one of the biggest example of cross-platform project is probably Fortnite right now because they are kind of yeah. available uh, everywhere. Do you see this happening with Skyforge, for example? Uh, I don't think it uh, it is possible uh, for Skyforge at, the, at this point because the game me mechanics work this uh, that way that uh, we can't merge the because the the server progress is different for all the pl platforms and we can't merge it. Um, that's why it's it is not possible at this at this point of time for for Skyforge. But for for the new games that we will do, uh, we will consider it in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about like uh, Warface and Skyforge in, in, in general these kind of like online games. I'm very interested to learn how does uh, how does monetization work on Switch? Because we, we know very well how it works on PC when you can buy some cosmetic items and uh, you can buy some in-game currency or something. But how does it work on uh, Nintendo? Do you have, do you build like your own store there? Do you have a different version of the store? How do all those elements connect? Does Nintendo kind of take 30% of all the transactions, just as Apple does. Nobody really talks about it. It would be very interesting to know, at least from the high level, like how does it actually work on the platform? Um, yeah. Uh, so the Nintendo uh, is almost the same as the, the Steam or PlayStation or Xbox. So you, you don't need to change the monetization process, process dr drastically. You just need to put uh, the items, for example, uh, virtual currency items in the Nintendo store and uh, play, you can advertise it in, within the game. You have access from the game to the, to the store items. It's not uh, no problem, very, very easy. And uh, you just go there and uh, buy stuff and Nintendo takes the the commission for all the transactions and it's it's how it works basically the same as for PlayStation and Xbox so they basically provide you so just to understand so you don't have your own store on the platform instead you un upload all the items into their store and the infrastructure is basically Nintendo's or like PlayStation's and so on. And you buy it from the store of, of the platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. So you just upload it and uh, learn your game to work with the, with their interface. It's a little bit different for. I don't know if I don't know if you can answer this, but I'm going to ask anyway. So I'm just going to ask. If you can't answer, don't don't answer. Um, so if we think in terms of. Uh, conversion into like payments and in purchases. If you compare like PC and uh, switch period to period, like 2020 to 2020 on, on both platforms, where do they, mm, 
are more entitled to buy? Like, are, are, they, are they really buying on Switch? Because again, from my perspective, which is not a professional, I, I don't, I play, I, I play Skyrim on Switch, so I don't, I don't play uh, <laughs> online games on Switch. But um, is, they, is there really like this urge to buy on the on the system, or are they there just for like um, free game and that's it? Do you see some conversions on the purchases? Uh I can say that the conversions on Switch are a bit lower than on the PC, uh, but the average uh, check is uh, higher. So if uh, a lot of people pay, pay uh, don't pay in the in the game, but if they do, they usually they pay more than on on the PC. Do you think it is? connected in some way to the region like maybe because it's a more the player base on switch and the growth as you mentioned in the previous question is bigger in the united states maybe it's just because uh, there are more players are from united states and they can afford more expensive packs or something yeah yeah i think that that is related uh, but uh... I'm not 100% sure that it's the, the main reason or it's an only reason. Interesting. So you worked with um, the, the, the most interesting thing that when uh, I was approached with this interview is I thought that it's interesting that you guys are kind of doing the ports yourself. Yeah, in, that's right. In, in a lot of cases, when you have this First of all, um, maybe another question before that. So when you're uh, thinking about this, these ports, when you're building the game, are these in the pipeline in general, or is this more of something like an afterthought and you were like, oh, let's try Switch today or something, right? Do you really think in the beginning that you're gonna do this porting or is this more like a, a thing that comes later? Uh well, uh, for Skyforge and Warface, that's uh, uh, that's the, the relative, uh, relatively old games. And when we started the, the production, we didn't uh, think about uh, releasing them on other platforms. So our main target was uh, PC. Uh, but uh, when we get closer to, to the release, we we looked at the consoles, we all played the consoles, and we just say, hey, why not? We, we can do it. It might be interesting. So uh, it, uh, it wasn't uh, planned in the very beginning, but uh, for the future games, uh, we will definitely consider uh, at the very early stages of the development on which platforms we plan to release and what is the priority for those platforms. So why do you want to have this expertise about porting inside uh, my games? Why not outsource it to a different studio? Well, we tried, uh, we tried to outsource it in the different studio, uh, but uh, uh, it it looks like the doing it 
internal in house it it is uh, going faster and the quality is better because the devs that uh, porting the game they, they know the the code they know the the game they written it and they know it very well you know it's strong sides the the weaknesses and they can do the they can do the job uh, faster than the outsource. Dima, and uh, as far as I understand, this is your own technology, right? So this is not uh, Unity, this is not Unreal, right? So this is like a proprietary tech. Yeah, uh, for Skyforge, we have our own engine. So it's, uh, we, we, uh, we took the whole process, yes. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is one of the reasons why outsourcers don't work. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you're uh, talking about the Unity or Unreal, the the porting process is uh, well, they, they already almost have it in in the box. <laughs> so uh, if we're talking about the Unity, you just have the the button, make a build for Switch. Um, I I have another question. So. My games has a, first of all, you guys have a store, you have a bunch of games, so Skyforge and uh, Warface, these are not your only games, and you're like one of the biggest kind of publishers and providers of uh, online entertainment, I think, in Russia and probably in Europe. And you're doing a lot of to kind of go in mobile, to go in the United States, to kind of grow in, in general. Um, with these smaller ports on like PlayStation, on Switch, and so on, how do they fit into like your um, big, bigger like ecosystem? Because I, I think, again, from, I mean, I'm just talking about like my ideas, maybe, maybe they're different from your corporate ideas, but you want to have like all your play base under one umbrella, right? So you want to understand what, what each player buys on what platform, right? And you want to have like streamlined promotions, maybe sales, maybe more streamlined releases. Because I think even when you're updating a game, so you need to update one game on PC, the other on PlayStation, the, the next on Switch, and these are all different updates. But if you're doing this on large scale, you have to do it simultaneously. So my question is, in the future, maybe, or with other games, do you plan to have some kind of like, just overall bigger ecosystem that kind of encompasses all the games in one and kind of streamlines the whole the whole experience from the point of view of online tech and also like monetization and all that other stuff. Do you think it's even possible in terms of, uh, because there are so many platforms and so many ways uh, how you can, you need to work with Sony and Nintendo and these are like maybe additional challenges. Uh, yeah, but, uh... It's it's what we should do because the the markets are uh, they are very big. We also need to work with with Apple and with uh, Google for mobile devices and mobile games. So we just need to get the the expertise there to in advertising and uh, knowing what players want on each platform, and uh, we can't afford to like, uh, say, hey, we don't interested in this in this platform. And uh, 
because the the player base is very big. You you mentioned that the player base is very large, and basically you want to to grab the player base on any platform available to kind of get them under your own umbrella. Do you guys compare the number of players on different platforms that are playing your games? Do you ever think that maybe, well, it's um, it's such a small number that we really don't want to kind of mess with it? Because I know that a lot of mobile publishers, right, the, the, they're coming from mobile platforms to like larger platforms, they think this way. They say, well, we're making enough money on like Apple Store or Android. We don't care about like Switch ports. We don't care about like PC ports because it's just the number of players is not that big and uh, it's just extra money we need to spend and blah, blah, blah. And they kind of like reluctant to do it. So what's your kind of philosophy on that? Do you think even like if, if there's like a hundred players, it's worth the effort? Uh, my opinion is that uh, it depends on the game because uh, the player base on every platform, uh, any ma major platform is uh, significant and you should consider it. But uh, they can either like the game or not. But it, uh, if you don't have the, uh, so some strong uh, marketing researches about uh, that the game A won't, uh, won't be interesting for the Android players or Switch players because whatever. Uh, if you don't have uh, that kind of research, uh, then uh, you should try and it it might be a success. It might not, but uh, at least it, it was uh, it worth uh, to consider. So it it basically depends on the on the your product. What what the game do you do? So if you if you kind of can compare the audiences on, I don't know, like on your consoles, on PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch, do you see like they are uh, comparable or do you see one platform strongly kind of going forward in terms of player numbers, activities, maybe purchases? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we see the difference between, between platforms uh, and... Uh... Who's winning? Who's like the? Uh, who's winning? Uh, who's like the? Uh, <laughs> the <platform today? laughs> I'm I'm not sure I can answer that. Okay, okay, don't don't, don't worry. Okay, that's uh, that's okay. Okay, so uh, we kind of like uh, running a little bit uh, towards the end, but um, I have a question. So if you were to give like recommendations to companies who are thinking about porting, especially their PC games. If they're thinking about porting their PC games on consoles or on mobile or somewhere else, what are like the most important things that they need to think about, both in terms of tech and also in terms of like monetization, maybe their business model, all that stuff? I think uh, the, uh, they should take into the account uh, either uh, both the, the porting costs and the, uh, let me say it that way, uh, before making the, that kind of uh, time and money investment, you should take into the account the, also the porting costs and the uh, associated costs, especially when we are talking about the, the online games, the MMO games. It's like uh, maintaining the, the new servers, uh, the, the personal expenses uh, and uh, 
com co even commissions for for those platforms. And uh, keeping that uh, all that in mind, you should make a business decision if, if it's worth it. Uh, then, then you then you go. Uh, the uh, considering. Uh, what features can you implement to make the game more attractive on on the certain platform? Is it's uh, it is good. You you definitely should consider it and uh, implement if it, if it is possible. But uh, uh, you might uh, you might don't want to invest too much in it because some some features just. Uh, won't work for for a game, and you will spend spend time and money to implement it. I think the idea that you you still can check, right? Because as you mentioned, there is a there are very large player bases on yeah. all of those platforms, and maybe if you can combine them all, or maybe there is going to be one platform that's going to kind of shoot forward and going to bring you more revenue. So it it's definitely a nice space for experimentation and uh, you you kind of have to try if you're in this space anyway kind of at least do the market research to learn more yeah yeah definitely okay well guys thank you so much for uh doing the call um we will we'll add all the links to the, like the interviews and the um your website as well as on the games in the description so people can kind of check them out and uh, also we'll leave a link to your switchboard so people can go ahead and uh, check it both from the technical and the gameplay point of view and so on cool thank you thank you so much thanks for enjoying another episode of the 80 level roundtable podcast check out upcoming episodes on the 80 level website at 80.lv Join our career site at 80.lv slash RFP and share our podcast with friends and on your social networks.